Amen. Church, can we get a big round of applause for our praise and worship team? Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Their hearts to lead us to worship, to worship our almighty God is so amazing. Amen. Amen. And mothers, I want to join um, in with our pastors, our majors, majors Phil and Debbie Lum, in wishing you a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to each and one of every one of you. And uh, just as they were singing, and just as Kim said, praise God that he is our rest, that he is our joy. And being a mom is no joke, so I'm sure of you, many of you, I hope that you get to relax today. So again, welcome. It is a busy time of year coming upon us. Uh, graduations, oh my gosh, there have been college graduations, high school graduations. I hope you all got your lays at our lay stand outside. They are beautiful. Um, and today we have a power-packed uh, hour for you. And so I want to jump right in and get started. If you would please bow your heads with me. So let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you so much for this day, Father. Father, this is the day that you have made, Lord. It is a gorgeous day. Father, we so rejoice. We are glad in it. Father, I thank you, Heavenly Father. Your word says to honor thy father and mother that you may have long life. And so this day, Heavenly Father, we thank you for being such a good, good daddy. And we honor every mother, Father God. We honor women, Lord. And Father, you know the silent prayers of our hearts, Father. I don't know what everyone in this room needs to hear, but you know, because you are the all-knowing God. You are God omnipotent. You see everything, Heavenly Father. So, Father, I just ask that you would settle me, Heavenly Father, still me, that you would use me as your vessel to speak a word of encouragement, whatever they came into this door's needing, Father, that your word would go forth and produce victory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All righty. So let's get into it. I am always so excited to have the privilege of being up here and sharing the word of God with you. Um, yes. And you know, as Mother's Day was approaching my women's Bible study, we began to study Proverbs 31. And most people think of Proverbs 31 as sort of a checklist of what a godly woman should look like. And if you read Proverbs 31, you'd see that that's a tall order. Now, for any one woman to be every characteristic of Proverbs 31, every day, every minute, every hour, 24-7, 365 days a year, that's pretty much expecting perfection. But ladies... Not to worry, because as our husbands and our children have already witnessed firsthand, we fall short many a time. And it's okay, because that's what God's grace and God's forgiveness is all about. Proverbs 31 is actually an encouragement from a mother to her son about what to look for in a wife. And I think it's super cool how Proverbs 31 actually opens up with King Lemuel remembering the words of wisdom that he received from his mother. See, here's this king. 
King Lemuel, and he seems to have hit a rough patch in his reign. As king, he has everyone at his beck and call for counsel. But the Bible doesn't say that King Lemuel, that he summons an elite council or that he summons a group of wise men. No. What does King Lemuel do? He remembers the words of wisdom from his mother. Now that makes my heart smile. And it's a great encouragement to us mothers. That mom, in those times when you might feel like your words are falling on selectively deaf ears, Your son hears you. He just doesn't realize yet the value of your words. The Bible says this, to train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he grows old, he will not depart from it. King Lemuel, in this time of struggle, he remembers the strong words of advice from his mother. In Proverbs 31, it starts out like this. It says, the words of King Lemuel... The strong advice his mother gave him. She says, Oh, son of mine, what can you be thinking of? Child whom I bore, the son that I dedicated to God. Now, moms, when do we mothers say this? Son, what are you thinking? Right? Well, it's usually when they've made a bad choice. So it sounds like Maybe King Lemuel messed up here. But even so, his mother doesn't go on to badger him with words of negativity. No. What does she do? She reminds him of who he is. The son whom I bore. My son who I dedicated to God. In our women's Bible study, we have been praying for our sons. In our group, We have biological sons, we have adopted sons, we have grandsons, Hanai sons, son-in-laws. We've been praying for them all. See, church, we have to be our son's greatest cheerleaders. Moms, we have to be our son's greatest cheerleaders. Why? Because the enemy is out to get him. If the enemy can take down the king and future kings of the household and leaders of society, then it creates a domino effect and everyone suffers. See me, I hate it when the the enemy tries to mess with my boys. You know that mama lioness just rises up in me. And I always feel like, oh, heck no. No, 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 devil. You better just go look for somebody else to mess with because this king's mama, she ain't playing. I will choke you, kick you to the curb myself. (laughs) And I know my sons are not perfect. In fact, there have been those times when in frustration, I felt that old saying, son, I brought you into this world and if you don't shape up, I'll take you right back out. (laughs) See, mothers, are you fighting alongside this king who God gave you to steward, who God gave to you to bring into this world? Mothers, what are your words of wisdom to your son when he makes a mistake? 
What are your words of wisdom your son will take with him into life and that he will remember during tough times? Proverbs 31, this mother says to her son, King Lemuel, she says, Son, don't dissipate your virility on fortune-hunting women, promiscuous women who shipwreck leaders. See, church, how many leaders in the church, government, corporate America, and maybe even more importantly, in the family household, have we seen fall into the trap of an affair that just wrecks their careers, not just their lives, but the lives of their family? Proverbs 31 goes on to say this, and she's saying this to her son. Leaders cannot afford to make fools of themselves, gulping wine and swilling beer. Lest hungover, they don't know right from wrong, and the people who depend on them are hurt. So let me say this. Alcohol is legal. I'm not bashing alcohol here. Gulping wine and swilling beer refers to excessive drinking to the point where judgment is impaired, bad decisions are made, and destruction occurs. We see that far too often in families today where excessive alcohol has led to the demise of people, to the demise of families, to careers, to futures, and saddest of all, to the collateral damage that happens to our children. Proverbs 35 says this, Use wine and beer only as sedatives to kill the pain and dull the ache of the terminally ill for whom life is a living death. All right, so what does that mean? Remember the cowboy movies where they give you a shot of whiskey and a rolled-up towel to bite down on while they cut your leg off? Or it was an act of mercy for the terminally ill to relieve their pain. See, King Lemuel, he remembers his mother's words of wisdom. And in summary, she's saying this. Son, all of that stuff, my king, is not for you. Here is where you should spend your time and energy. Speak up for the people who have no voice. For the rights of all of those who are down and outers. Speak up for justice. Stand up for the poor and the destitute. Mothers, do you see the potential that God sees in your son? Mothers, are you speaking that over him, no matter what kind of foolishness he may be displaying right now? Are you praying for him? That's what this mother in Proverbs 31 is doing. She is building her son up to be a king. As a mother, she is encouraging him to be a man of God who will attract a woman who is befitting to be his queen. Now enter the Proverbs 31, virtuous woman. And at this time, I want to call up Loke and Danny Moa, as I have asked them to share their testimony. And church, would you just give them a round of applause to encourage them? Loke is very shy, and she asked me, could we, like, kill the house lights when I come up? 
But look, you have such an amazing testimony. And, um, you know, Danny, you have been raised by your mom to be a king. You are king of your household. You are a leader in the church. You are a leader in your previous career. You are a leader in the community, just as we've read in the Bible in Proverbs 31. And you attracted this Proverbs 31 woman. So, Danny, tell us, what was it about Loki that first attracted you to her? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, Loki and I met 46 years ago. And next week, we'll be celebrating our 38th uh, wedding anniversary. Awesome. And um, when, I've, when we first met, we were, it was Loki's first year in college, and uh, what attracted me most is that she had this very quiet and soft demeanor about her, and she had beautiful big eyes, um, very shy, but at the same time, and not to say, you know, she was, she was a foxy lady, but that was besides the point. And she was wearing these hot pants. But it wasn't the hot pants that attracted me. She had these huge scars on her legs. And it always baffled me to think, what did this beautiful woman have to endure um, through all of that? And... You know, typically, uh, for us men, you, you look at a foxy lady, and you th- that lady is pretty proud and whatnot. But in this case, Loki was very, very quiet and very shy in demeanor. I have no idea why she was wearing those hot pants, though. <laughs> but um, that was really what attracted me most. And then um, on our first date, she actually stood me up. We we're both 10-speed bike riders, and we we're, we we're going to meet and, uh, at the zoo, and she didn't show up, but her, her kid brother had come over and said that she was sick. And then our first official date was on uh, my motorcycle. I picked her up in Kapuhulu, and we went around the island to Waimea. When we got to Waimea, um, I saw this huge burn mark on her calf. And I said, what happened? She says, when I got on your bike, I burned my leg on the tailpipe. And she, not one peak. So this is a woman who knows long-suffering. And I remember what my mother told me. And she was a very wise woman, a godly woman. Didn't, wasn't ed- educated very much, but she was, she was very wise. Uh, I have two heartthrobs in my life. And the first one, my mom says... She's not the right one. But when she met Loki, she told me, Danny, this is the one for you. And I'm glad that 38 years, she's been my shrink. Amen. So awesome, Danny. Thank you. So Proverbs 31 says this. It says, a good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. And so, Loki, you are an amazing woman. And I invited you to share your testimony today 
because your testimony so speaks of the power and grace of Jesus Christ. See, it's a great compliment to be recognized as a Proverbs 31 woman. But just as I said earlier, it's not all glitz glitz and glamour. Quite honestly, church, being a Proverbs 31 is full of principles that take a lot of time and energy to live out. There can be days of heartache and headache, but there are also days that bring much joy. Look, I ask you to send me a picture of your family. And you are blessed that there are four generations still living. Um, And in this picture are your family members. Would you please introduce them to us? Well, sitting in the middle is my mom, who's 94 years old. And then my two daughters are on both sides of her. And then I'm on the far left. And then my one daughter has two granddaughters, which are sitting on my lap and her lap. And then my other daughter is also expecting in November. So we're going to have three grandchildren at that time. Amen. Amen. And this next slide, I just want to um, explain to everybody what it looks like for us. So, Loke, you and I are baby boomers, right? We're born in that era. And praise God that we both have our parents, or at least mother, that's still alive. And our parents are living long. People are living longer and how blessed they are to have long life. But they also need assistance in their daily lives. So I have both parents who are 87. Your mom is 90, 94, right? I know in our women's group also that Debbie has her mom who's in the 90s. Um, And so we are baby boomers who are trying to take care of that silent generation who is so deserving of being cared for, right, in a very special way because they have given so much of their lives unto us and our children. And at the same time, we as baby boomers are trying now to help our adult children to make their way in life. Along with that, they have their children. And so we have all these generations of which the baby boomers, us, are sort of what they call sandwich generation. While you're trying to serve your parents and care for them, you're also trying to help your children. And look at you have a special story because as a daughter, you do amazing things to serve your mom. Tell us about that. Well, my mom... Um, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease last year around April or so. Um, She had been having symptoms of forgetfulness and forgetting to, um, you know, wash clothes and clean house and even take her medications. So my sister and I had um, installed cameras within the house to watch her. Um, But then that wasn't quite, it turned out not to be quite enough. And so she ended up in the hospital in April or so with cardiac and respiratory problems, and she became even more confused in the hospital. So they advised us that we should get more help for her. So when she came out of the hospital, uh, we consulted a geriatrician psychiatrist who actually did diagnose her with Alzheimer's, and he said she needed care 24-7. So at that point, um, Danny and I had talked about um, bringing our parents home when it got to that point, But she adamantly refused. She was always very strong-willed and independent. And she lived alone and took care of herself for almost 20 years after my father passed away. So um, 
we decided that the best thing for her was that we would go to her house and we would take care of her there. And um, that's uh, to, uh, where she would be more comfortable in her home and in uh, the environment within the neighborhood that she was familiar with. That's amazing because it's not like she lives next door, right? Um, I have my parents in my house. But for you, you live in this area, but four days out of the week, you go and you leave Danny, your husband, and you stay with your mom in Kaimoki. And there are days when you go back and forth depending on what's happening. Um, I know we've shared in women's Bible study, you also talk about your daughters and when when they give birth, how you help them, both you and Danny do. And I remember you saying that um, before they bought their house in this area, that your daughter actually lived in Nanakuli. And so living in this area, going so many days a week to Kaimoki to be with your mom and tend to all her needs, and then coming back, and then when your daughters had a need, that you would go all the way to Nanakuli and support them as well. Um, all of that can take a toll, right? I mean, you can be a Proverbs 31 woman, but Proverbs 31 women get tired too. And so tell us for, for Loki, for you and Danny, and I know even with your granddaughter, I've run into you bringing her to school here as I brought my grandson to school. How do you both deal with all of that? Um, well, first of all, our granddaughters are like four and one, and my husband and I had decided that when we had grandchildren that we would be there to take care of them and babysit full time. And so we were blessed to be able to do that. And um, because when my own children were growing up, they didn't have that blessing of having family to take care of them. They had to go to babysitters and we had a lot of bad experiences. So in a way we felt that they were traumatized. So, um, as a lot of you grandparents out there know, that it's a blessing to take care of the grandchildren. But we're both in our mid-60s, so it kind of takes a toll on us. We're really exhausted by the end of the day, because they're there from morning till night, and even um, Monday through Friday. And by the end of the week, we're both really tired. But it's been more of a blessing than anything else. But Danny has been so supportive and so great and uh, through all of this, and, you know, I feel torn between taking care of my mom and going uh, and taking care of my grandchildren, because sometimes my mom, um, there's days when I need to be there, and there's days when I need to be home, so it's been a challenge, but Danny has been supportive through all of it, and um, he can cook, he can wash clothes, he can clean house, he can change diapers. <laughs> And so he's always telling me, don't worry, you need to be with your mom. But I still feel torn because, you know, he does get tired. He wakes up very early in the morning, and then he's with, we're with the grandkids all day. And there's some days when I've had to be at my mom's when he's had to be home by himself with them. And then I feel very guilty that I can't be there. Yes, yeah. Look, I want you, I want you to know this, that you are an amazing woman. And when you share in, in the women's Bible study, it encourages the rest of us. And I want to thank you for being so transparent and willing to share that because I'm sure it speaks to many of us in this room as well. And I want to declare this over you, that Proverbs 31 says this about you, Loke, that she is clothed with dignity and strength, that she can laugh at the days to come. 
that she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue, that she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Loki, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to say that when Yvonne first asked me to do this, I said, no way. I mean, I'm like the furthest person from being a Proverbs 31 and it's possible because I grumble, I complain, and my husband can attest to that because he hears the brunt of all my emotions and I run the gamut of them because I'm a very emotional person. But he's... He's my rock, and he's the one that calms me down. He's the one that gives me advice. He's the one that takes over when I'm just exhausted. Even though he's exhausted, he still takes over doing whatever it is that needs to be done. And I also want to say that uh, another one of my rocks is my Bible study group. All the women in there, they have, uh, and of which Yvonne is our fearless leader, They have been there to cry with me, to support me, to love on me, to encourage me and pray with me. And without them, I I don't think I could get through all of this that that I'm going through right now. And then, but most of all, it's been the Lord because there's been a lot of alone time where I'm crying out to the Lord, asking him, you know, how long is this going to last? You know, Lord, I don't know if I can go another day, but he's always been there for me to to support, to support me, to love me, to encourage me, and to forgive me, especially when I'm not in the greatest mood and I really don't um, maybe treat my mom the way I really should. So I just wanted to say that. Amen. Amen, Loki. And I want to say this to you, that Proverbs 31 ends like this. It says, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Look, today we honor you and we thank you for being such a wonderful role model, a Proverbs 31 true woman. And Danny, I want to, as I call the praise and worship back up here, I want to give you an opportunity, any parting words. Well, Loki, um, she really shortchanges herself because, um, you know, I'm the type, a lot of people look at me and says, oh, well, you know, I, I have a big shield in front of me, like uh, Captain America charging forward. Um, but what I realized with Captain America is that there's the, who protects him from the right and from the left and the rear guard. And I have a shield. That's Loki. She's my right and, and left and rear guard. She's the strength behind me. And um, without her support, uh, really, I can't do anything. And um, she has been the love of my life. Amen. Amen. Church, would you give them a great round of applause? Thank you so much. Thank you, Loki and Danny. Thank you so much. How blessed we are to be mothers. How blessed we are that God would give us these lives to steward. And church... As we all celebrate together here in this room, I also want to say this, that I know that Mother's Day is not a positive day for everyone. So I ask that we would pray 
for those mothers who are struggling in their relationship with their children. I ask that we would pray for our single mothers who are struggling just to put food on the table, just to put shelter over the head of their children each and every day. I ask that we would pray for our mothers who are in prison and don't get to see the smiles in their eyes of their children when they wake up each and every day. And I ask that we pray for our women who are barren and who have been believing and longing to be a mother, but it just hasn't happened for them. So I want to say this to each and every one of you, to our sons and daughters. I pray that you have already called your mother and said, Happy Mother's Day. I pray that you have called your mother, texted her, emailed, whatever, and let her know how much you appreciate all that she has sacrificed so that you could be who you are, where you are, with what you are today. And so as the praise and worship sings this song, I just want us to take this moment that maybe you're not with your mother today, maybe you are, but as the praise and worship sings, pray for your mom, pray for her. And if you'd like to come up to the front, the altar is open. If you want to come and pray together with your mom, the altar is open. So let's just take this time together to pray. Father God, I thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for who you are in our lives. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Father, to die on the cross for us, Lord. I thank you that you love us so unconditionally. Father, I pray over each and every mother that is here that has loved with the love of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that today is a day to celebrate. And I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would bless each and every family represented here, that they would have a wonderful, joyous day together, Lord. And Father, we pray for all of those who are not with their mothers today. Father, we thank you that you are the good, good Father, that you love us, Heavenly Father. Father, may everything that we do bring you glory, honor, and praise for who you are. We pray these things in Jesus' name.